Hi, welcome to another episode of Small Doses with Laura Sell. And today is part two about my journey with diabetes. Yeah, diabetes is so big, you have to put it in two parts. So we've covered my ICU and we've covered me being in the hospital with the lady facing the amputation and the fear that that ran through my personal self. What? Amputation? So as we fast forward here, oh, we even covered the injection that I had to give myself. So I make it home and I think it's been a long time. I think I was giving myself three injections a day. And before every injection, <laughs> I would walk around my house and cry and I would pray and I would cry some more. And then I would prep my place and get my medicine ready, whatever, and give myself these injections. And I decided I don't want to take insulin. I don't want to. I don't want to have to give myself these injections for the rest of my life. I'm 40 years old. I'm not old. I'm still young. My kids are in middle and elementary school. I'm not going to be giving myself this shot. I'm just not. So I started reading everything I could put my hands on. Um, every time we go to a store, you know, they got the little magazines at the front of the, the grocery counter, you know, prevention. And I can't think of the name of the rest of them. They sent me home with a bunch of stuff from the hospital as well. And so everything I could read. And so that's when I discovered Halle Berry had diabetes. I was like, okay. And I'm reading about all of these people and I'm reading about different things. And, oh, the good thing about Del Sol was they signed me up for a class that they sent all the diabetics that are diagnosed at the hospital to this class. And it was at some big center somewhere in El Paso. I can't remember. And so it was a medical facility that had like a gym in it. Um, they had a few machines like bikes and treadmills. And they had a big classroom that you had to, you had to go take a class. And so each person was assigned a, a, a personal therapist type person, a physical therapist, a personal therapist, whatever it was. So uh, you come in and so the first thing you have to do is check your blood sugar, of course, because you're diabetic. And so then you went to class and in the class, they taught us how to read labels and they told us how to look for the number of carbs and how many carbs a day, grams of carbs you're supposed to have per day. Um different things that you could eat if your blood sugar got too low, uh, what to stay away from if your blood sugar was too high, how to shop, uh, all of these kind of things, how to read your different meters, because some of the people also were high blood pressure and they were teaching them how to do that. I didn't have the high blood pressure. Yay, me. <laughs> so the class was really informative, I thought. Remember that I said the class was very informative, I thought. Um, and I thought I was learning a lot. I was learning some things, but I was learning some things that I needed to unlearn and I'm going to talk about them. So one of my first thoughts about having diabetes was this, why in the world, if my blood sugar goes low, do I want to eat something to make my blood sugar go higher? And the thing you're telling me to eat it's a carbohydrate and you just told me I'm not supposed to eat but so many carbohydrates a day. So it makes sense to me that maybe we lower some of this medication, then my blood sugar won't go so low, then I won't have to eat garbage to get it back up. 
just how I processed that information. Didn't make sense to me. So, as I'm reading all these things about medication and food and da-da-da-da-da, I decided I'm going to stop taking these shots, and so I did. So when I went back to my doctor for a follow-up after my hospital stay, my doctor that sent me for all the tests was no longer there. I'm going to talk about him again later. And so this new doctor who was there, who didn't have my medical records, because this man had taken all of his patients' medical records with him when he left. I'm going to talk about him later. So I got to give this lady, based on my memory and the notes my husband took on my medical visit, that information because she had nothing. Let's rewind. Husband took notes. When you have major issues with your health, don't go by yourself because if you're overwhelmed and have any anxiety about it, you are not going to remember anything that was said. Take a loved one, a spouse, a child, a best friend with you so that they can record what's going on. Because I promise you, if it's you, you are not going to remember because you're in shock if it's something big like diabetes. So fortunately, before I even had the diagnosis, because remember when we went to the hospital, I didn't know what the diagnosis was, but my husband was with me that day and he was writing down everything that doctor said. So we were able to give that information Copious notes. That's what he was taking. He was able to give that information to the new physician. So the lady tells me, thank you. I'm glad you got off that insulin. You didn't need to be on it. And I think she said her next thing out loud, and she probably meant to thank it, but she says he was treating all of his diabetic patients exactly the same way. Yeah. People, we're individuals. No two patients have to exactly be treated the exact same way because how we live in our own bodies is going to be very different. But I'm going to talk about that guy later. So anyway, this lady was very happy that I had weaned myself off of the insulin. I went from my three a day to two a day. And, and I was decreasing the amounts and then down to one a day and then down to none a day. Because I think they had me on insulin and some pills. I don't remember. But I know I got off the insulin. So she did try me on some type of oral medication for the diabetes and uh, she told me some better things and options to do for my eating but I was still going to the class because the class lasted for a few weeks I can't remember exactly how long it was and so but the class was allowing me a place to be where I could have a little solitude from the family and friends who were so caring and it allowed me to exercise because they had a treadmill and the bicycles and they had a walking track on the inside and so you always had to do your exercise before you came to class. So I was actually enjoying that because I've always liked to do aerobics and exercise and stuff like that. So that part was good. Um, but a lot of the things they taught us to do, reading the labels was good, reading, looking for the sodium and the carbs. But to tell me to eat a cheese quesadilla before I go to bed in case my sugar dropped that night while I was asleep. Now, I ain't telling you to don't do that if that's what the people told you to do. I'm just saying to me, I didn't think I need to be on medicine that's going to take my blood sugar that low to the point I got to eat. Because part of why I'm diabetic is because I'm fat. And so if I'm fat, you're making me eat fat people food before I go to bed. And it just didn't make sense to me. So I, I, I swore myself off bread because bread is my drug of choice. 
I used to want to be buried next to a bakery, but I've given that up. So, um, yeah. Um, while they were doing some good, they were doing some bad. But what I discovered in my research was this. The people who sponsored that class also make the food that they were telling us to eat. The cheese and those types of things. And I'm not going to name the company because I ain't got no money to fight these people. But it's a very popular company that make a lot of cheesy things that people like. And they were sponsoring some of this class and some of this information. Their name was plastered over all of the materials and all the pretty pictures of their cheese slices that are individually wrapped. And so, yeah, so they were sponsoring this class uh, with the information, the, the books and the, the booklets that they gave us. And so what I learned is I can't trust any of this stuff because you trying to make money off of my illness. Big Pharma trying to make money off of my illness. The food companies are trying to make money off of my illness. And somewhere in here, somebody lying to me about something. I don't trust it. I don't believe it. Y'all want me to eat this stuff so I can keep pumping this medicine in my body and keep coming in here. And I'm just keeping all of y'all in business. And before I know it, y'all going to be putting my toes and feet and fingers and things in a, in a jar for somebody to study about diabetes. But the devil is a lie. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not going to be the one. So I started doing research and I started doing research and I learned over the almost 20 years. It has been a long journey, but it's a journey that I have traveled. And if you have followed me on Facebook for at least the last 12 years, you have seen the journey of things that I have done to improve my life and improve my health. And I have been doing it gradually one step at a time. I ain't stopping. So, yeah, so be careful about the information where you get it from. Even those magazines in the, in the store that you see about diabetes and stuff, look at the advertisers and what are they advertising. You see, this is big business, folks. Your diagnosis is big business. It's big money. There's money to be made on you being sick. There is no money to be made on you being well. The only people that will make money for you being well are farmers. I'm going to say that again. The only people that will make money on your health are farmers. Because, baby, the FDA, big pharma, big food companies, they getting rich off of your being sick. Yeah, I said it. They're getting rich off of your being sick. And they run those commercials, and they just run them, and we're like, oh, I want to try that, and I want to try that. And that seems easier because we all want an easy fix. Well, your health is not an easy thing to fix. Don't go for what's easy. Because anything worth having is what? It's worth putting the work in to have. So all of my doctors will tell you, I am not the patient to try to give me a pill first. Now, my most favorite doctor retired. Broke my heart. I literally cried when I got the letter in the mail that he was retiring. Because he knew I didn't like to take medicine. And I could talk to him. And we tried natural things. And he would tell me, well, Ms. Johnson, we're going to do this. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we're going to have to look at this medication. And some of the things worked and I didn't have to get on medication. And some of the things didn't work and I would have to try the medication. So that's that. But I've always, since my diabetes diagnosis, been very proactive and progressive in my health care. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to try not to be medicated. 
I'm not settling for a pill, just not doing it. So here I am on this diabetic journey. And the first time we had some event at the church after I was diagnosed, I walked in and I almost had a heart attack. And that's when it hit me. Lord, we're killing people at church. What did they have on the little menu for the church? They had the fried chicken. They had the mashed potatoes. Uh, I want to say they had some canned corn. Sweet tea. Oh, they had them little succulent little rolls that they serve. And I'm like, this is a diabetic nightmare. Sodas, diabetic nightmare. I'm like, ain't nothing here I can eat but this little salad and this iceberg lettuce. I don't need that. It ain't no nutritional value in an iceberg lettuce. It's just green. That's it. So I had to go out on my own journey and start finding green stuff to eat and 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 improve my own health and over those years, my baby steps, you know, they did decrease and decrease and decrease my meds. Um, till I got to that one pill and I was so proud of. Oh, my goodness. I was taking one pill a day. And I thought I was living life because I'm diabetic and I only take one pill. And I found that to be something to be proud of when I met other diabetics who were taking lots of pills and taking shots. Now, I would have never said anything to them, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, bless their heart. They're taking a whole lot of pills. I'm just taking one pill. Ah! How foolish was I to be proud of one pill? Hmm. We'll talk about that later. But I'm going to wrap this episode. Talk about that doctor that I said I was going to come back to. Well, I'm going to come back to this doctor. And I'm going to call his name. Because I don't think he was a doctor. His name was Cluge. Don't that sound like the Pink Panther guy? Anyway. He was a weird looking guy. And I remember after seeing him, I told my husband. I said, is he a doctor? He looked like he escaped from some kind of insane asylum off of a, a Batman movie out of Gotham City. I said, he looks like one of those characters. But yet I'm trusting this man and I'm going to get these tests and I end up in the hospital based on his notes and what he sent me to get because I did actually have diabetes. Um, Yeah. And I noticed when he came into the office, he had a big giant, I wish I had one here with me, a big giant three ring binder. You know, the big kind that you store, oh, you've been to a training and you got that big fat binder. It was one of those. And my records were in there and I, I thought that odd. I was like, he didn't have a little folder. You know how the nurses come and they put your folder in the door and then they take it out and they come in. Hi, Miss Johnson. And I'm looking in the folder and this dude had this big three ring binder. Well, this is why he left with everyone's medical records when he left. He had all of our information in the three ring binders. So the fact that he left told me a couple of things. Either they fired him or he knew he was going to get fired or he was from the loony bin from Gotham City and he was running from Batman. So he stole all of our medical records and he took them with him. I don't know. Uh, if I knew where to find him, I probably would have sued him um, because he had me taking all that insulin and I didn't need to take the insulin. And I'm going to tell you how the insulin very well could have affected one of my other health problems that I have. Um, but he wasn't the first one to give me the insulin. The hospital did. But I still was mad at him because he took my records and he made my life inconvenient because I had to give everything verbatim, hoping I didn't leave anything out to the next doctor. So if your doctor looks weird, you don't have to take treatment from that doctor. Um, but keep in mind, I told you when I was diagnosed, when I, was, I was tired. So being tired, I wasn't in my best thinking and I wasn't in my best mind. I just wanted somebody to make me feel not tired. 
So that's probably why all of my red flags didn't go off. They just went a little bit because they were too tired to go all the way up. But yeah, if you walk into the doctor's office and the doctor looks like he stepped out of a Gotham TV show, he probably did ask to see somebody else or just say, you know what, I got something else to do. Let's cancel this appointment. Even if I have to pay for it, you look creepy and you can't treat me. I'm serious. I am so serious. You do not have to let these people treat you if you don't trust them, okay? So ask questions. Say no. You could tell the doctor no. Did you know you could tell the doctor no? Now, some of them will say, well, if, if you don't accept my treatment, you have to go somewhere else. That's fine. The body that you live in is your body. And it's your responsibility to make sure you trust people that you can trust with your body. Don't just trust everybody with your body. But anyway, that was the thing about that doctor. His name was Clues. She looked weird. So if you're out here in the world somewhere and you have a doctor named Clues and he looks like he stepped out of a Batman movie and he's carrying your medical stuff in a big fat three ring binder, run, run very fast, run far away because he's out of Gotham City. But that's where we're going to leave part two of my diabetes. But when we come back, we're not going to go back to diabetes right now. We're going to cover another one of my diagnoses because the diabetes is gonna come later when I start wrapping some other things up, okay? So remember, next time, it's not gonna be diabetes. We're gonna talk about what else we discovered with the diabetes, which was the thyroid. Yep, for 40, I had it all going on, y'all. So next time I talk to you guys, it'll be about my failing thyroid. Bye. It's been another episode of Small Doses with Laura Sell.